to Andy Music Live, episode 228. As always, I'm JoJo Keys, sitting here with my buddy David Werba. How's it going, man? Good. I saw this uh, post on social media uh, a couple days ago, and it said, when you sit on the toilet, it's like your butt <laughs> is connecting to a network of other butts was that? over the world. I thought that was great, man. It's like the it's like the Matrix or something. Yeah, that was that was your post, Joe, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was laughing, dude. Yeah, that's a good one. That's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of a global network, um, we have some good music on tonight. Uh, Rashid Cole was from France, actually, a French rapper uh, with "Want to Get My Life Back," and uh, we also have a featured artist from LA, Misao McGregor. She's going to be t- talking to us and uh, checking out the song When You Go Away. And then also an indie kind of jam sort of band that submitted the music on the website, Donnie Alexander with Dark Days. So uh, let's see. What have you been up to, Dave? You're looking old. We were talking about how if you go through our our timeline of shows from 2015, 16 to now, we're getting old. Yeah. It's it's slightly depressing, yeah. I, I have to be honest. I mean, I, I had a goatee and a beard. Only a few years ago, and it's pretty much all dark, <laughs> dark brown and black. Same for but, me, man. Yeah, it's like I I, I hate. Uh, I'm just nothing against Rob because he has this kind of beard right now. I just it don't has like for the like. Time. I don't like the uh, in transition period of a beard where it's like half gray. I, I just so I. I can't wear a beard right now, man. I have no choice. So, right, and I'm well, not going to dye my, I'm not going to be the guy that dyes his beard. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, uh, my uncle was the worst at that, man. He'd come in with like jet black hair. And it's like, come on, nobody know, nobody, everybody knows it's, <laughs> that doesn't look like that, dude. I know, I know. It's like black and red all at once. What is that? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Rashid Cole, want to get my life back from France. Share this video out. Let us know what you think in the comments. We'll be right back. Stick my eyes on screen to get some news Hoping we should start a day on all guys To make this mess and look down, look down Everybody's going around Break down, break down The whole system's crashing down Uh. Make a clap between the streets and stuff a place to be Finding dating what's 
for showing them scene. Panning by Hardy for the scene, bad movie. Head in the Olympics, best parade. Movie that looks suspect and shake. I gotta stay home, I gotta wear a mask. Using my job and fake all the rest. Rape to the people who've lost all around the world. Yeah, God bless you. Let's go back to the music. Uh. I just wanna get my That was Rashid Cole with Want to Get My Life Back into Music Live, episode 228. We've been doing this for well over five years now. So we got lots of videos on YouTube and uh, make sure you subscribe, check us out and uh, turn on that notification bell. Dave, you're into French rappers, right? Kind of, man. I was uh, I was really trying to inject myself into this guy's uh I don't know, kind of mixing brain. I, I think he's definitely a fan of 80s R&B, Michael Jackson in particular. And um, God, what what the heck was uh, Michael Jackson's producer? I can't believe I forgot his name right now. What the heck is his name, Joe? I have to Quincy Jones? Up, no. Yeah, Quincy Jones. I think right. he's a huge. I think he's a huge Quincy Jones fan. Um, Who and you him? could just in terms of like the cadence of, of his delivery and just the uh a lot of the fills and just you know basically the rhythm section of this music i really hear a lot of that style in there and i think he would be happy to hear that type of feedback because I, I would guess that's kind of what he's uh feeling but yeah it was cool it was, yeah. it was definitely cool man I like the production on it uh, overall too one of my favorite things about it is um the half like sort of the, the chord movements the chord progression it's not your typical dance sound it's a little more meaty and uh the harmonies are a little bit cooler i think myself but uh yeah good stuff that was a free submission off the website anybody can submit their music on the website into musicplus.com submit music tab and i uh, got some new reviews coming out soon too just uh posted limber lost which we you heard our thoughts on that on the last show so uh, let's bring in our featured artist of the night, um, Misao McGregor. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, Misao McGregor. Good, because McGregor. I'm not that smart. So. <laughs> oh, give yourself more credit than that, you know? No, no. Anyway, so you're from L.A. and you uh, sub- <laughs> you submitted your music. And uh, you're, you're uh, how old are you? You're pretty young, right? I'm 24. Nice, cool. So um, we're going to get deeper with Dave in a little bit and find out more. But uh, can you uh, just sort of give us your elevator pitch and about who you are and what you're doing with music and a little bit about when you go away? We'll check that out and we'll come back and get deeper with Dave. Yes, absolutely. So my name is Misa McGregor. I'm a singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles, California right now. I was born and raised into a musical family, but started writing music on my own when I was 12. And that was sort of when I started figuring out, oh, I have a voice and I really love telling stories and songwriting was a great way to do that. Um, And also as a queer, non-binary, mixed race, second generation, Japanese American uh, singer-songwriter, songwriting has also given me a platform to be able to speak about my multiple identities in that way. And uh, so with When You Go Away, I actually released this in May. And at that point, we had sort of been on lockdown for about two months. Everything was still kind of crazy and confusing. And I wanted to do something that was going to bring people together virtually. Uh, I personally, I went to college on the East Coast. And so I unfortunately have not been able to see any of my Mm. friends since I graduated. And Mm. so a way for me to connect with them during this time was to have this idea of doing a music video that was virtual. I sent everybody the song and had them 
film themselves dancing along to it or baking anything that was bringing them joy because at that point it just felt so sad and lonely and desperate and confusing and so I wanted to be able to infuse a little bit of joy and reconnect with my loved ones even if they were far away very cool well let's check out that video right now shall we and we'll be right back in the music live episode 228 Chances of sleeping in When we rise so early Every now and then It's nice to feel your body warm When your mind has been so warm Wish I could kiss it gently Till you smiled again When you go away, go away And I still wait around I'm feeling like uh, maybe like a Natalie Merchant, Sarah McLaughlin little flavor going on, but it, it, I feel like you're kind of dipping your toe into that pop scene, into the waters of the pop scene. It's maybe a little too cold. You don't want to <laughs> jump in completely because yeah. there's just like just a little flavor of it. So I, I wanted to kind of talk about that first in terms of uh, where you feel you sit in the whole like, you know, indie slash pop crossover place and where and where you want to be or are you just kind of experimenting with it yeah um I mean with that song in particular that was very much me still experimenting um I within the last like two years I started self-producing my own music and that was a whole learning experience for me to sort of figure out what do I want my sound to be like because up until that point it was just me at the piano and so it was like I know what that sounds like that sounds like every other singer songwriter which I love but I was also like okay with production though you can start to you know mix up the genres and things like that and um, so with that song in particular I definitely have more pop leaning tendencies uh, but I think I, I actually recently um, released my debut album Kid in the Corner in December and that one itself is I think a bigger step in like terms of growth um, from when you go away uh, in terms of that sound and figuring that out. But I still like to be able to, I don't know, make music without genres or without labels, because 
I grew up in, um, in a musical family, but my parents are classical musicians. So I grew up in the classical world, running around backstage behind the orchestra and yep. then <laughs> learned, uh, my brother plays jazz piano. And so I got those influences and I think I just sort of wanted to be and continue. I want to be like a sponge and just sort of take in everything, um, and sort of ex- keep exploring that way. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I started playing piano when I was about five, and Joe's been. Uh, is that about when you started, Joe? Because you you 12. started in twelve, okay. But you started with some classical training, is right, oh, I yeah. believe. Yeah, so uh, I think it's. I, I I've talked about this often with friends, where I, I think if you're going to become a multi instrumentalist or a producer or write songs after <laughs> that, I feel like piano in my opinion is is always been the best place to start just because it's linear yeah you know it's like you learn in this linear manner it's all kind of laid out in a row and you could extrapolate that to a guitar with six strings or you know different instruments like that that's just been my experience uh, what, what do you think about that do you agree yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I took piano lessons maybe at age six. And so I was put in like classical training and everything and then um, got into singing in different choirs. So I learned music theory maybe three times over. And I was like, oh my God, this is so boring. And so I became the worst piano student ever. It's, it's I feel so bad for my teachers <laughs> because I just never practiced. Um, and instead I would just come into lessons and they'd be like, all right, show me your scales. And I'd be like, you know, I would really love to be able to just like talk about this thing that happened in my life. And I'm like seven years old and they're like, yeah. what drama are you experiencing at this age? <laughs> um, but that was the thing, like music was always therapy to me. You know, like I, I was, you know, lucky to have sort of like the somewhat technical training and as much as I was, you know, able to embody it. <laughs> but um, music as an art form has always been like so much more about, you know, the emotionality of it what it does, how it connects people and stuff. But I'm super grateful to be able to play piano and to sort of be able to go through genres like that. And that our artistic brain uh, apparently has kind of evolved into becoming a playwright. I, I thought that was really cool. I was uh, yeah. flipping through your website, which by the way is uh, missalmcgregor.com, M-I-S-A-O-M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. Dot com. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you could see all her stuff. I mean, you could even see the chip on her shoulder mm-hmm. on her pictures page in the form of Bernie Sanders, <laughs> a miniature Bernie Sanders sitting on her shoulder. It was too good of an opportunity. To I know. <laughs> <laughs> the meme explosion like no other. Really? Um, but the becoming a playwright, it's uh, I mean, you've actually won some kind of like some indie awards here. Hello Kitty yeah. and a bunch of uh, dandelions conquer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about that. Just like how, how that kind of fits in your career moving forward uh, and how you balance it with the music. Yeah. Um, so I went to school um, in Connecticut. I went to a small liberal arts institution and uh, I studied theater and music. Those are my two majors. And while I was studying theater, I really fell in love with playwriting. At first, I actually, I genuinely thought I was terrible at it um, because my, our teacher like wasn't giving us any feedback. So I would send in, you know, my assignments and he'd just be like, all right, all right. And I'd be like, do you have any thoughts on it though? Like, can I improve on anything? Is it horrible? Like, and over time he was like, you'll find out, you'll discover that later on. <laughs> and, uh, and when he finally was like, no, I think you have something. It just sort of 
clicked in a way because I'd been writing songs and why not write plays as well and at least with playwriting it's it's offered me so many different opportunities to I I'm kind of a dork and I love research like I love learning about new things and sort of just like delving head straight into a project and so with uh, plays, I've been able to do that with characters and with, um, you know, different historical pieces like my my college capstone piece. I in um, I researched Japanese internment camps and wrote sort of like a personal play where the grandmother was an internee and things like that. And so I think that part of my brain that's just like always constantly curious comes up as a playwright, but then also as a musician, because I mean, I just want to keep writing songs and keep exploring what I can do, you know. All right. So you can look back on this video in 10 years. The <laughs> yeah. answer to this question of what do you feel is your greater calling, as you said today, in terms of playwright versus music? Oh, my God. It's so hard to choose because they're to me, they're very different worlds, at least right now in my in this part of my life. Um, obviously with everything locked down, like theater is not happening. Um, it's happening virtually. Uh, and I've been a part of that, but it's not the same thing and same with music. But um, at least with music, I think because I started to learn how to produce and be self-sufficient on my own during this period of isolation, I learned how to do all of these different things like mixing and putting, doing self-promotion and things like that. So at this point, music feels like a thing that I can do without other people helping me a lot that sounds horrible <laughs> not like <laughs> I've got it all figured out guys uh no <laughs> um no but I I think with um with music right now I've found that I can develop these skills on my own whereas with theater I really love like the collaboration that you have in a rehearsal room and I want to get back to that point with music to be in a rehearsal room and collaborate in that way as well gotcha all right, well, we are, saved we are, that answer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are going to move on to the next song here. So uh, I mentioned the website there. I encourage people to go check it out to see all of your cool, crazy stuff compressed <laughs> there in one place. Um, Thank you. How about social? Do you uh, what what are some of your handles on social media where you're active? Uh, I'm most active on Instagram, and that is Misao underscore McGregor, again, M-I-S-A-O underscore M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. Okay. And uh, I have a Facebook page. You can try. I may not respond. I'm so sorry in advance. That's all right. <laughs> all right. We'll be keeping an eye on you, Misao. Thanks for coming by. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Rob, if you're ready to rock, we're going to queue up uh, Dark Days by Donnie Alexander. Let's do this.
right. So that was Dark Days by Donny Alexander. I mean, this was like a cool kind of college rock type of vibe. I can see this, you know, playing at dozens of colleges across the country. <laughs> and the reason I wouldn't say 100 is because because of a, a couple things that kind of stood out to me. I thought the vocals, the delivery, the songwriting was, uh, I really liked it. It reminded me of like uh, early Shins, the band The Shins, um, which I love. And I encourage these guys to listen to them if they don't know about that band to uh, fill in some of the gaps where I've talked about this a bunch in, you know, in past episodes where an electric guitar is driving the rhythm of a song. It's very difficult, really difficult to do. Maybe they're a three piece. I'm not sure. I didn't look up their bio, but what I would recommend that they take a look at maybe explore is, is have a separate track that's kind of driving the rhythm of like this song or maybe other songs where it's some simple, you know, just kind of um, almost like, reggae like type of rhythmic patterns and then the melodies he's playing in the song have them be kind of sparse melodies on top of it rather than have it try and all be in one track to me that detracts from the song and what he was trying to do and it was like somewhat cacophonous because of the way that he uh mixed it um so yeah those are my thoughts joe what do you think ditto no ditto that's a good song. I mean, that's their, uh, you know, um, indie raw rock, you know, jam band. Um, they had some good melodies in there. I really liked when the chorus or whatever you call it came in um, as opposed to the other parts. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, sound quality isn't like top 40, but I don't think it really needs to be, of course. Uh, it's indie. And uh, yeah. like, like you said, dozens of colleges are probably playing this song. <laughs> all over uh wyoming <laughs> yeah but it's oh, no. worthy of hundreds i think so no good stuff uh they seem they seem pretty green and pretty pretty raw but uh definitely some you know some potential there so cool, david man. any final words this evening before we head out ah <sighs> no i think that's it man that was a big sigh man you okay yeah. no it's just sorry <laughs> just thinking of all the stuff i have to do tonight i'm like i don't know but yeah good time cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna watch some old fraser reruns and uh see where it takes me so Ooh. we say thanks for hanging out with us tonight robert hicks hicks video thanks for making this happen even though you're out of town and in a, a weird hotel office space thing um we're not no, I think this we may are... have been the first time we saw your wife on any show yeah i know <laughs> She walked by yeah, the she door. Came home. I forgot to shut the door. So my fault. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, we'll uh, we'll we won't be here next week. Once again, we'll be here February eighth. I think is going to be our next show. So uh, keep your eye out for that. And uh, we'll be we'll be seeing you then. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.